heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Now on Racing Pulse, RSN's racing editor, Matt Stewart. My view is that the Melbourne Spring Carnival's a national institution that we all benefit from. It's not like Sydney doesn't benefit from the might of the Melbourne Spring Carnival. For more news, opinion and selections, head to rsn.net.au. Yes, it is time for RSN's racing editor, Maddie Stewart. And gee whiz, we've got a lot of news to get through uh, in the next little bit. And without doubt, the major headline is Emma Stewart, who is uh, the champion harness trainer, who yesterday, the bombshell was dropped, has been disqualified for six months, Maddie. Plus a $2,000 fine for the use of a Hartman's drip on what was technically not clear, one clear day from race day. Back on September 16, before she was to take some horses to Maryborough. Uh, so she's appealing it. She says she's uh, shocked and disappointed by the finding. She said that she uh, pleaded guilty and was uh, completely uh, helpful to the stewards throughout their inquiry. What I'm struggling to do is get hold of anyone from HRV to come on and explain the depth of the story. Like, what happens now to her horses? Are they immediately pending her appeal? Are they... Uh, suspended from racing? Uh, can they be transferred to another trainer on, on the same property or what happens in, in that respect? Um, so she's, uh, for those who are gallops, punters and aren't quite, she's she's virtually Chris Wallach here in Mark. Well, she's trained 127 Group 1 winners uh, and in harness racing, her horses have won in excess of $50 million in prize money. She'll... Um, She's on target to win a ninth successive Victorian trainers title. So this is the biggest and the best there is in the sport. So I agree. It has been a bit frustrating this morning. You've put num- numerous calls into the CEO of Harness Racing Victoria, into the, the steward, Chief, steward. Chief Steward, and we've got absolutely nothing back. Now, they don't need to come on air, but at least some background that we can give to the listeners, the Harness Racing devotees out there, the fans who wake up this morning and read this and go, geez, what's happened yeah. here? And what does it mean? And, and enlighten us to the point where, for the benefit of Emma Stewart as well, to say, well, what this could all be perceived as a big headline and worst-case scenario, but we want some explanation about um, the nature of uh, the Hartman's drip, for instance. Um, well, what is a Hartman's drip? Well, it's a saline drench, basically. That's the, that's the, that's the layman's term for it. Uh, what happens to her horses? When's the appeal date? Um, uh, I'm disappointed that um, there's been almost zero reporting of this through harness racing, uh, harness owned media, employed media. I think um, that's that's disappointing as well. So I think for Emma's benefit, we need to know as much as we possibly can because the immediate starting point for these stories is people go, uh-huh, what's going on here? So... I think for the betterment of harness racing, we need to flesh this out and learn a lot more about what this is all about because she is the biggest trainer in the in the ranks. Has this come as a shock to um, the harness racing industry per se? Because is a six-month disqualification for the administration of the, the Hartman's um, drip um, or saline drip within one day um, of racing, one day shorter than the two-day um, mandatory period, is a six-month ban in, I suppose, um, relative 
uh, to other bands that have been handed out for, for similar offences? Well, there's a th- I spoke to one of the Harness journos today who said everyone's shocked at the six-month ban uh, and that, well, what's the parallel to racing? I remember Paul Bashara got six months for happy trails. I don't recall whether he appealed that down, but the original penalty for him was six months. Shay Eden won his uh, won his case. Uh, others have actually been charged with it uh, and then been able to overcome it in some way through some uh, glitch in the process of the stewards on the day and things like that. But um, these are the things that we would like someone to come on and um, articulate for us. So, anyway, that's that's the situation as it is. Big V. Maybe maybe by then we might be able to drag someone out to, to, to flesh out this story a bit. But as it stands, Emma Stewart's out for six months. The thing we really need to know is, I mean, she's, she has five, six runners in races. She always has the $1.05 favourite and so on. So well, what, where do the Group 1 stars go? Yeah, what happens? I mean, she know? trains not in partnership as in on the... On, on the, the, on the registry. Yeah, on the with, race book. With her partner, um, Clayton Tonkin. So there's a lot of questions that I think harness racing people are wanting to know uh, about where where does this leave us with uh, with this story. Well, hopefully you'll be able to find a little bit more out in the next couple of hours when you come back on with the big V, but at the and moment... Ryan Phelan's going to join me a bit later as well, so that might help out. Well, Ryan should be able to find out a bit more information yep. um, as well about that, so hopefully a few things will become a bit clearer there. Um, as far as the gallops are concerned, yesterday you had the, the story... As reported, a huge get-together, a powwow, a heavyweight racing industry meeting involving MRC, VRC, uh, Mooney Valley Racing Club, Country Racing Victoria, the owners, the trainers, the jockeys, the breeders. What was the upshot of that meeting yesterday? Interesting sports bet was represented there as well. And, um, you know, they control 41% of the market, sports bet. That's extraordinary, So sports bet was there as well. Yeah, and and, uh, giving a take on... The, the general gist of the meeting was where are we now and where are we heading? And the reason why Sportsbet was there was to talk not just about wagering trends with when punters want to bet and things like that, uh, but also about the impending uh, crackdown on... Um, the wagering. Wagering. Uh, advertising. Advertising and offerings and so on. And there was a feeling from Sportsbet that the government regulators with the 31 recommendations and so on that w- that was put to them about gambling advertising and so on, that that they are, they now, the government has a better understanding of the importance of the industry in, in the wagering and employment and all that sort of stuff, that they have a less severe attitude now towards, uh, you know, gambling advertising and, and bonus bets and in, inducements and uh, free-to-wear advertising and all that sort of stuff. So the feeling coming through the meeting yesterday, from what I can gather, is that as much as it's of a great concern about these in, in, you know, inevitable crackdowns and reductions that that at least the government is is aware of the implications of some of them. It's not going to be a blanket ban as had first been feared. No, exactly. This all the all the stuff that was discussed is going to be rediscussed at the Racing Victoria board meeting on the sixteenth of December, which is next, next week. week. Uh, so, I and I just had a chat to Andrew Jones at the at the back just generally about the the general mood and then so on in the meeting he said yeah no it was it was good it was it was good that we had it uh, uh helpful to have everyone under the same roof um they're obviously different organizations pushing pushing their own agendas and so on but good to have everyone uh having a bit of a think tank and good stuff will probably come out of it 
it would be like herding cats. <laughs> every every individual stakeholder um, has their own interests at heart, so it's hard to try and find a yes. a general consensus on most things. No, exactly right. Remember Durston? I nearly forgot Durston ever oh, existed. A Caulfield Cup winner. Yeah, I know, but he's just he came and went, and it was sort of when you go, oh, gee, who won that? You go, oh yeah, Durston. Uh, he's overcome his tendon and hoof injuries, um, which cost him the whole of the 2023 season. He's an eight-year-old now, and uh, he's raced by High Clear Australia. And the managing director Tony Flight has said he's really, uh, really coming along well, and he's he's ready to uh, make some sort of a, a comeback in the new year. So that's uh, that's good news for Durston. We had the um, the barrier draw yesterday for the Group One in WA on Saturday, and Zaki has drawn barrier 10. James McDonald, who is the international um, frequent flyer point superstar this weekend, who's bouncing back from Hong Kong to ride Zaki and then back to Hong Kong for the Sunday international meeting. So barrier 10 for Zaki. Um, Alsfina, yesterday we spoke to Grant Williams. He said, I just really want to draw a good gate. She's drawn six. Bustler, who won. The Railway's drawn well in gate five. Forgot you's drawn out in 13. So some of the, the major ones there. Zip away, the stable mate to Bustler, has drawn barrier 14 a little wider. So just having a look at the market um, for the week. He should be, he should be a really warm favourite, Zaki. Well, you would imagine that you are looking at about a $2.40 favourite. That's about right, I yep. think. I mean, this is very smart placement from Annabelle Neesham. This is, you know, like when you get to this stage of a horse's career, you, you kind of just sort of pick off things that you can pick off. And $1.5 million... Well, it's like what Bjorn Baker did with Overpass yep. last week. Yep. $800,000, and he was the class horse in the winter bottom, and that's exactly how it played out. She could easily have been enticed to, to say Hong Kong, but she wasn't, and she's... Uh, Annabelle has... Uh, but funny thing is, though, they're not scared of him. There's 14 taking him on, so... He's, he's you know, he's the old um, warrior that's still hanging around. It's Has he got another knockout punch left in him? I think he will. This is this is a bloody good option for him. Um Hey, uh, Imperatriz, they haven't got anything in concrete yet, but the... The plans will be revealed next week for what uh, what the autumn looks like, the summer autumn for Imperatriz. I think Black Caviar Lightning is so obvious. Well, this Lightning Stakes and potentially the new market afterwards uh, are looking mouthwatering. We're going to have a chat after um, the news with Clayton Douglas, get an update on Giga Kick, but I'm assuming the Lightning's a target for Giga Kick. I'm unstoppable. We just spoke with Lloyd Kennywell, who I think probably can make that three-year-old transition in, up against the um, the best sprinters in the land. Uh, I wish I win, who was first up in the Lightning last year as this well. This is the most exciting group of sprinters. Like, when you, you think about the Eduardo Nature Strip era and the Black Caviar sort of a little bit with uh, Haylist, but this is a... For, for for five or six of them all at all at a certain level, I don't think we've we there's no drop off. Um, but Imperatriz might, might might be the the, the best we've seen but, since Black Caviar. But this is what's going to be great if if she could line up against those horses in a in a Lightning, we get to actually really test her because we got to see a little bit of that during the Spring mm. Carnival, but it wasn't the full complement of the best taking on the best. And she flies at the Valley, so whatever the Valley throws at her, she'll, they'll be interested in as well. Um, what the interesting thing for Imperatries will be whether they take up the Black Caviar Challenge and go for the new market.
carry a bit of weight and she won't get anywhere near the 58 that Black Caviar carried, would they, if she just nails it up the straight again in the Lightning, would they be tempted to try and emulate Black Caviar and, and, and win, the, win the, the new market handicap with a, with a solid enough weight? You know, I don't know what she'd get, but running in a straight line doesn't tend to bother them too much with big weights, so that will be interesting. Hey, um... Maddie Sears was on Brecky this morning and it was really fascinating listening to her talk about their experience with running two-year-olds under lights, particularly at Toowoomba. And she had some fairly stark descriptions of just how two-year-olds can react to it. And it, if, if people listen to Maddie Sears then, or administrators it, and other trainers say, yeah, you know what, she's absolutely right, it, it may affect the way, because we're coming to this big night racing season if other trainers go, you know what, we don't like racing two-year-olds at night, um, how these races are programmed. This is Maddie Sears, who trains in partnership with her, her dad, Tony, on the Brecky Show this morning. We've often seen horses, especially two-year-olds and um, three-year-olds, having their first first start in the dark, and it's just an absolute disaster. Um, in particular, one of ours that raced here the other night, his name's Bo Dazzler, he jumped out of the gate and absolutely cooked his pants to say the least um the lights make a big difference for horses especially you know two-year-olds they are so young they're not exposed to different things and all that sort of stuff which is you know like a lot of horses having their first start but you know you can take a factor out of it um by having them not under lights and i think it would it would make a big difference. Yeah, well, there you go. That was interesting stuff from Maddie Sears this morning off the back of a story that was written. You wouldn't get many two-year-olds racing under lights, though, would you? Well, they do at Toowoomba, for instance, uh, Mini Valley. Anywhere they run night meetings, there might be a two-year-old There's not many two... Oh, well, off the top of my head, how many two-year-old races at Mini Valley are under lights? There's not many. Uh, not feature ones, but just standard run-of-the-mill ones. You know, two-year-old maidens and stuff at, during, the, during the summer series, so... Hey, um, interesting story. There was something on the rumour file this morning on AW about um, an issue with greyhound trainers at the Sandown Melbourne Cup uh, Bold Trees meeting last week where they weren't happy with the smoking ceremony, the Indigenous smoking ceremony. The greyhounds weren't happy. No, the, the, the trainers weren't happy because it made the greyhounds upset because of the smoke. So I think they were, the, they were, the smoking ceremony was conducted after race two, and I've spoken to Greyhound Racing Victoria and they said, what we will say is that we're reviewing <laughs> what we did and certain parts of the evening, sort of part of the uh, the event structure, whether some things were probably not in the right place or the right time or... How much smoke did it produce? Well, it must have billowed out by the sound of things. So, <laughs> so much so that there were complaints and that they are reacting to it. So there was a bit, a bit into it. There might have been a strong northerly that was blowing straight into the kennels. Who knows? But... Um, they say it upset the dogs. All right, no worries. Remember Michael well, Costa? Yeah, he's flying, and well, that's um... he's on top of the Emirates Racing Authority Trainers Premiership with fourteen wins from ninety-one runners in Dubai. And it reminded me of this thing I, I I froze on my phone yesterday when I was just flicking through some stuff about the uh, the horses. 21 international horses have just flown into Bahrain for the turf series over their winter, which is our summer. 10 races each worth 80 grand. And I have noticed in recent times the slow but growing status of racing in Bahrain. And this is interesting that they've flown in 21 internationals for their summer meeting. Paul Tatnell's put out a little tweet this morning that the Valley haven't yet decided, you know, during the renovation, where they're going to run the Cox Plate and other Group 1 races and... It has been suggested that 
Cranbourne has even been touted. I cannot oh, quite see that happening. Not a hope in hell. No, I agree. And that's no disrespect to Cranbourne. No, it's just not going to happen. But whether whether it's, you know, Flemington or Caulfield is an interesting decision, though. Like, which way would they go? Well, like, I'd like to see it at Sandown, but that's I just me. I remember they ran the Newmarket and Australian Cup at Caulfield when Flemington was getting... Yep. Um, I think Pompey Ruler might have won the Australian Cup that year. <clears throat> um, so just... Uh, they haven't decided on what no. year is that again? The um, Michael it's about three uh, years away, isn't it? Uh, two more years away. Yeah. Michael Brown has said there's been interest from outside Victoria to host it as well, but it was likely that it would remain local. Outside what? This is this is an April Fool's joke, isn't it? Well, feels like as, it. But as if the cosplay would be held outside of. The, uh, Victoria. There's two options, Flemington and Caulfield, and I'd say you got one to three and six to four. One to three and five to two. I like Michael. He knows how to get some media, but there is not a hope in hell that the Cox Plate will be run at Cranbourne or at a venue outside of Victoria. Surely. Could you imagine? Imagine Peter Volandi's going, hey, let's run the Cox Plate at Randwick on King Charles Day. <laughs> And Mooney Valley going, we'll yeah, that's you, a good idea, Pete. We've we'll got no issue with that. And Race of Victoria going, I've got no issue with that, given the other <laughs> stuff going on. Frankie DeTore got voted off, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And they did get him out of here quickly. He was the first one off. He was filthy on it, Frankie, apparently. He said, I was really surprised I was the first one voted off. Um, but, you know, that's life. Maybe he was not as quite as well known to the I'm a celebrity, get me out of here audience as he was to the race tracks of a, Europe. Isn't it the people on... The show that votes. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. So. Well, I don't think anyone can because it's a British. Um, I'm a celebrity. So I don't watch the local one either. Um, you, I'd actually like to see you in a jungle. Yeah, I'd, I'd be alright because I'd eat anything. Might so I'd eat stuff that other people slimmer. wouldn't eat. I'd eat. Uh, you're relentless. No. Right, you? <laughs> you are relentless. How is the Sheen Murphy uh, going? He's going to ride over the Junts at Wynn Canton over the hurdles uh, this week, so that's interesting. He's the jockey who had the issues with um, the booze, and then came back, champion jockey. So is jockey. he going to combine flat and jumps yeah, racing with I think seasons? he's doing it as a bit of a Patrick Payne type thing, um, you know, where he's just going to have a crack and see how he goes and doesn't want to embarrass himself. So, Are you excited about Hong Kong? Uh, um, yeah, a little bit. As excited as I get. Um, Lucky Swain SV, Highfield Princess, yes. Uh, Romantic Warrior, Golden 60. Yeah, this is as interesting, a, a, with, given there's no nothing from, from our point of view to, to look forward to of any note. But well, I think we've got a little bit of attachment to Romantic Warrior with the Australian form lines and also West Wind Blows, who will be in action there. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. going to have no, it's going to be good watching in-depth assessment with uh, Hutchie, and we've got the the jockey series tonight where Rachel King will be riding. She's going to join me in around about ten minutes as well. So it'll be good to see um, Rachel representing Australia, ironically, um, with her English accent, and James McDonald representing New Zealand, obviously, in the international meeting tonight. Gee, there's a few SMSs mm. coming through here. Don't forget, boys, that Ladbrokes sponsor Cranbourne. They may want to see the Ladbrokes Cox Plate run at Cranbourne. Mm. Um, the new market needs more prize money to entice all the stars to run and carry weight. Well, Imperatrice, has, they've proven that prize money isn't their key motivation. So... Uh, it's all about black type for her, and she's already got enough. Like, there's, there's, she's worth as much as she's ever going to be worth, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, SMS is here saying, surely horses train under lights in the morning. Um, wouldn't that um, help them mm. become more uh, accustomed to racing under lights? 
Well, not according to Matty Sears. Um, uh, Nisham's the greatest trainer ever of the greatest horse ever. I think someone's taking the mickey out of you there. Um, now, there's a few on Emma Stewart here before. Are you saying that she should get off? Rules need to apply, no matter who the trainer is. I don't think any of us are saying that. We're no. just saying we want to get more mm. information and clarity. Um, uh, harness racing reporting has been swept, swept under the carpet. Uh, Australia-wide, we need more... Um, uh, transparency. That's from Anonymous there. Yeah, I, th- I know the urge is if you're under pressure like they are for market share and popularity and that to to cover over the cracks a little bit because you worry about what impact they might have. But you can't think that way. You just can't. And another one saying this is the biggest news in trots at the moment, a six-month suspension of our biggest disqualification. Trainer, uh, disqualification. Well, it says suspension. On the yeah. Disqualification would have been front-page news if it was the Gallops. Exactly. So, I think, I remember Bonington was running away from it and the others are all sort of um, sort of dancing around it. It's, it's not their, their role. Their, their role is to report it. It's Emma's role to train the horses and then if something happens that she gets uh, into trouble with, then it's, it's up to her uh, to deal with it. Well, we might have more news coming up on the Big yep. V a little later. Uh, Beautiful. Maddie, we'll see you then. Maddie Stewart, Racing Editor.